good morning, afternoon, and or evening, ladies and gentlemen, listening to us from wherever you are. Welcome to the inaugural GVA Legal Podcast. Let's get My name is Andrew Njenga and I shall be your host for this episode. 2020 has been an interesting year due to the novel coronavirus. Millions of us have been directly affected in professionals such as banking, legal, medical fields, to casual laborers in hotels, bars, restaurants, and cleaners amongst others. The death toll worldwide surpassed a million just this past week. Due to these extraordinary circumstances we now find ourselves in, we may have to adapt to a new and innovative ways to reach our audience. We at Gikera Vadgama have launched a podcast and for this season we shall be discussing employment law. Transitioning from contemporary era of the law to e-era has got to be the biggest challenge the legal field is experiencing at the moment. With me in studio is Miss Hazel Okoth. Hi Andrew. Thank you so much for joining us, Hazel. Thank you for having me. Hazel is an advocate in the commercial and intellectual property department of GVA and a human resource professional. Her background in law and human resource gives her a deeper understanding of issues that companies and employees are currently undergoing. With us in studio as well is Daniel Odiambo. Hi, Andrew. Hi. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Thank you so much. Daniel is an advocate of the High Court of Kenya and works in the Dispute Resolution Department of GVA. Daniel also doubles up as a law lecturer at Moe University, Watuwa Moe, a <laughs> school where he teaches commercial law, among other courses. He's here to speak to us today as a proficient in the Employment and Labor Relations Court. So guys, I just want to say thank you so much as well. You know, um, this is our first podcast, Karibu Nisana. It's great to see you guys here. As much as we are boiling in this tiny room, <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we, we're so thankful. We're so thankful that you guys are able to join us. Now, Hazel, I'll, I'll start with you. Um, maybe you can just give us a little pointers of what employment contracts should entail. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> my first time listening to myself on a microphone so <laughs> forgive me if i'm judged by my own voice don't worry don't worry you're not alone you're not alone <laughs> so maybe i can define what an employment contract is um it's you know a contract basic contracts basically are agreements between individuals or corporations or however you've you incorporated two parties so two parties yeah, or more or more depending on the type of contract that you are dealing with so an employment contract is basically an agreement between a person called an employer and another person called an employee so an employer is you know the person who's giving you responsibilities to do and the employee is a person who's accepted to do those, those responsibilities so it's a document that outlines the responsibilities that are required from you as an employee and over and above responsibilities it also outlines your rights as an employee and also the rights of the employer yeah. so i'll just summarize it as an agreement between an employer and an employee that 
contains the rights and responsibilities of the two parties and some of the obligations as well for both parties yes yeah yeah so daniel jump in jump in give us um, some of your thoughts on uh, do you feel that hazel has given us everything when it comes to employment contracts uh i think i'll add to what hazel has said employment contracts basically um other than being agreements they will basically state what is expected of each party in during the employment uh, during the period of employment you your employer will be telling you what they expect of you uh, when you get to work at eight what they need you to do so basically it gives you a job description so your employment contract should be able to tell you as an employee what your employer requires of you your employment contract should also be able to tell you how much money or what's the remuneration that you need to get or that you will be paid at the end of the month the other thing your employment contract needs to state it needs to state the intervals of payment so and the intervals of payment will depend on the type of contract you get into if it's a consultancy if it's a monthly stipend if it's a weekly stipend if it's a daily stipend depends most of the time with the kind of contract you get into just a, a quick one let me just come in there is there a difference between a stipend and a salary i think so i mean both are both you know entail remuneration for work done so a stipend i think implies more of a short term engagement you yeah. know it could be maybe payable at the end of the day or payable at the end of the week so that's a different kind of employee whereas a salary has a a, a more long term implication yeah so you know you can be paid a salary at the end of the month you know a month is a longer period of engagement If the standard is a month i don't think i've heard of salaries being paid at a quarterly or an biannually interval yeah it's not rent <laughs> it's not rent yeah <laughs> daniel what do you think stipend stipend um, salary, salary wages yeah um I, i use the word stipend basically just to refer to the money you get All right. but if you literally a salary comes at the end of the month wages is uh, is what you get either it's a daily wage it's a weekly oh, wage. wage it depends with again the type of contract you are if you if you're a casual laborer you will not expect a salary at the end of the month yeah and uh, if you look at what the employment law says even the rights that are enjoyed by a casual laborer vis-a-vis a person who is probably in permanent employment are different so you'll have those differences yeah 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 um you've jumped the gun you've even oh. gone to my next question Sorry. which is supposed to be um the type of contracts that we have in employment and probably uh, before we go to that and yeah. the other thing i we, when it comes to employment contracts again these two states things like your leave days when whether you are entitled to to leave days you will also have employment contracts telling you um providing probably disciplinary procedures if there is any or very important very important or yeah. or referring you to human resource manuals that that may have been developed by the organization you are joining and so they may not copy the human resource manual word for word into the contract but they will make reference to it and you will be expected as an employee to 
um, find that contract or it will be shared with you and that human resource manual also forms part of your employment contract so do not read your contract in isolation of the human resource manual that may be in place with the organi- for the organization and that you will also realize in most contracts they say that human resource manual may be updated from time to time yeah so it is your duty as an employee to ensure that you keep yourself abreast of uh, all developments that go on yeah. in your organization because i think it happens maybe every two years maybe um the amendment of the hr manual but also speaking of hr manuals a lot of people um can can people be terminated for violating some aspects of the hr manual that um they were not aware of you know a lot of people you've just said that we need to keep checking on the hr manual so have you dealt with cases particularly in court mm-hmm. where certain individuals their services were terminated because of violating aspects of just the hr manual daniel i currently have a case uh, which we uh, we are we are doing mediation and one of the things one of the main points or aspects that has been raised by the claimant is that there was a change of the hr policies and that the hr policies were never communicated so the claimant is claiming uh, um service pay the claimant is claiming um several monies that were included in a human resource manual that as far as the organization is concerned is outdated had been reviewed and uh, that had been communicated to to every employee of the company mm. an email had been sent <coughs> yeah and so when he resigned he expected to get that money yeah um, and so it's him who even resigned he wasn't even terminated no he wasn't terminated yeah. he resigned yeah. and he was expecting to get that money yeah we are saying you can't get that money because the human resource manuals had been changed had been reviewed it was upon you to ensure that you keep yourself updated yeah if you didn't do that too bad yeah. and so if you do not keep and uh, from from where we stand it's not like i i doubt it's a case we will lose because if if your contact says the human resource manuals will be updated from time to time by your employer you and the contract tells you you need to keep yourself updated so when they are sent it is your duty to read understand ask questions if you don't do that and you terminate your employment or your employment is terminated yeah then you need to be aware of the repercussions of such termination you've heard it here guys you know um please keep checking up those hr manuals um every so often um it's also it's very important it's very important to do that all right um he as i'd said daniel had kind of jumped the gun and we had gone to the type of contracts now um both of you if we can discuss you know the type of contracts that we have daniel mentioned casual laborers and um when we talked about a stipend and the salary so um just give us a little brief description of the type of contracts that we have all right and so you have um the fixed term contract of course or a, a a running contract so that's for uh an employee who is salaried and you know maybe your contract says two years renewable yeah, yeah. with an option to renew are those mainly for professionals as well mainly for yeah. professionals mainly yeah. for professionals i would say but you know 
it, it could also yeah, there could be know, contracts everywhere there could be contracts everywhere i mean dumanderi the other day told us um that we need to have contracts for house girls right you know? <laughs> bringing me to the next type of contract yes, you yeah. need you know contracts for domestic workers so yeah. you have your your home homemakers who we call house helps yeah you have maybe your gardeners Gardener. who's also a domestic worker or um, watchmen watch watchmen ladies yeah. um if you've you know if you've contracted them um yourself without you know the security companies yeah. so you do have those kind of contracts for for domestic workers you can also have a general employment contract um this is essentially for you know the guys who especially in offices you know the guys who do anything and everything yes they they come in the morning um perhaps they make tea yeah he's the guy you'll send to your mpesa he's the guy you'll send for lunch yeah, so yeah. he just does anything and everything of yes. course you know you know legal responsibilities um his his responsibilities are not really defined yeah. so you have those kind of workers and then i think another category would be temporary employees so maybe you have someone who's coming in for a temporary engagement maybe you know you having a project that's running and you need some assistant in in yeah. a, you know with a specific expertise project for that project for yeah so you have those kind of like yeah you have those kind of temporary employment contracts what about i mean we're in a law firm as well so pupils 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 yeah. those are interesting um i mean they're they're quasi employees i think because mm-hmm. they're here to actually learn from us yeah but i mean a lot of law firms actually even offer a salary and they have expectations they have expectations from the pupils you know if i'm giving work or you're giving work to the mm-hmm. people as much as they're here to learn yeah there are also things that we expect professionalism you know how yeah. they speak to clients how they speak to us how they treat yeah. everybody complying else in the with office, your culture you know, complying yeah. with your policies yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, hr policy so yeah if they don't comply just because they say that they're not employees yeah i mean they can't really um use that as a as a stand mm-hmm. yeah and probably they fall in the category of contractual employees because if you look at uh, the way people are structured it's a six month engagement with empl- with with your pupil master or your employer they can decide to to increase that or to give you time after you are done with your privilege and which of course you something we call holding over and uh, a good number of employers tend to review the, your terms of employment yeah, yeah yeah after after the six months yeah so probably it's contractual more than i think it's somewhere in between permanent contract but i think it would be more of contractual, contractual until you get admitted to the bar and then you can now have a negotiation about getting a permanent job with them yeah. or, or leaving the firm if you are not retained as an associate or whichever position may yeah. be available or you office. choose to leave as well as the or people. you choose to leave you as choose, well. you know yeah. um this this year um as we had talked and spoken about corona it's been very interesting because now pupilage was um disbanded for a bit i think 3 or 4 months yes. um in in april so the the now everything for the pupils has been extended you know they're now back in the offices the pupils are now back in the offices but now they have not finished their pupilages when september they cannot be admitted i don't know if there'll be an admission this year 
to be truly honest i don't yeah. think there'll be an admission i don't there will yeah because yeah. i don't think they'd have finished um i think they came back in august so I think that was the fourth month a, a number of them should be finishing pupillage if you started on time by end of november yeah i think yeah. Number, but you finish pupillage <coughs> if I doubt there'll be any admissions in yeah. December. All things remain constant. Nobody has been admitted, yeah. you know. And we don't know what's going to happen as well with the whole coronavirus. Just another interesting thing just yeah. because of the you know the nuances this disease has. Everybody keeps talking about a second wave in Kenya. Yeah. We don't know if we're going to have that. Anyway, I digress. Um so well, let's get back to contracts. Hazel, um anything interesting that you can tell us about you know permanent contracts or casual labor contracts you know um a little nuances that you can give us i don't know about nuances <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um daniel mentioned you know the um, the things that need to be in your employment contract yeah i didn't hear you mention maternity leave <laughs> <laughs> in so a room full of men those, and we, uh, we, ha- we also have paternity leave by you the way. also do have paternity leave yeah, yeah. so so you have those kind of things you know your your the different benefits that you're entitled to yeah, yeah. You have some that are statutory and others that are you know just they come about from organization culture because yeah. some things you hear some employees in certain organizations enjoy that others don't um so you have you know your employment contract should be clear on the benefits that your position is entitled to enjoy um and just in addition to what Hazel said i think i am i'm not so sure but i think there is a statutory provision requiring employers to have um, i think milking rooms or something Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. There, there is a statutory provision yes. requiring employers, especially if they have breastfeeding mothers. Yes, yes. To have a special room for them to lactating room? Yeah, that's the word. Much better. It's, it's lactating. Yeah. Very accurate. That's actually yeah. the word. It's no lactating. confusion. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what it is. <laughs> So, um, milking room like sounds that. like you're dealing with cows. Oh my goodness. These are human beings. Yeah, yeah. Um, you are telling us some interesting things that uh, you can find in your employment, some of the benefits that you can find in employment. Oh, yeah, so you have, you know, different, you know, depending on company culture, um, even jurisdiction-wise, you have different kind of benefits. I've, I've come across some, some weird benefits on the interwebs around the world. So, in what is this in places like i've seen in nigeria um employees are entitled to home generators those that that's a benefit so What? they give you a home generator and they maintain it for you i think it's actually employed to make you work at home at home you know when i when I, i know right? nigeria is bad for power but i mean they give the employees <laughs> generators I, I've, i've read that somewhere i've read oh that somewhere goodness. that's fantastic <laughs> but what does that do for your work life balance Well yeah it is means that your employee employer wants you to work constantly, constantly 24/7 right? yeah. yeah so that's one i've seen um when you go to places like Greece um single parents who have children under the age of 12 are entitled to extra leave days from as opposed to an employee who's not a single parent with without a child so you yeah. have those kind of things i wonder if that's um based on sex is it that is it 
both mother and father if you're both a single parent if I'm a widower widower yeah. as well i read that somewhere just, um, i think it's single parent either single whichever. dad or yeah. single mother yeah yeah, yeah or single great, mother great. yeah yeah so you have you know in china i i read somewhere that they have wedding leave so wow if you Brilliant. are getting married <laughs> and you're between a certain age yeah. so they'll give you wedding leave for i think i read about three days yeah so i guess you know to just have their marriage celebrations and everything yeah and that really helps that really helps either be, uh, three days before three days well right. if it's kenyan the way it's we always get married over the weekend yeah so if you take the friday then you have saturday sunday and then monday tuesday, tuesday. I mean, but guys do take fantastic. their annual leave at this point I guess so Well I think women do let me be misogynist but I think a lot of the time Are we marrying women we um, we could be okay that's a let me not open that can <laughs> of worms. We are marrying men. So uh, if I've taken annual leave to go for my honeymoon, I'm going with my oh, I'm going okay. for my honeymoon. Honeymoon. With honeymoon is different. Okay. Honeymoon is different. I thought you just meant like leave. Um I I f- I've heard of a lot of employers saying their female employees ask for five days, six days, you know, around mm. the the wedding time. So it's not honeymoon time. Yeah. It's not honeymoon time. It's or just around the wedding time. Yeah, it's just for preparation for the wedding. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. We are preparing for both of us. That's why Amen. we can purport to say that <laughs> men don't take the same amount of leave days in preparation for this kind of celebration. So yeah. you do have those kind of different benefits around yeah. the world. Because even um, if we come back to mat- uh, maternity and paternity leave, yeah, um, I know in England, well in the UK, both the man and the woman can take up to a year. So the the guy can decide not to take leave so that his wife takes a year um we if we are talking about maternity leave, leave yeah loss is 3 months. months you cannot give less than 3 months you can, you can give, give more yeah. you can give 6 months a year you can give more yeah. but not less it, so not less not less than that yeah. so you can even as you enter into those contracts ensure that those contracts are mm, they meet the basic statutory requirements because if they do not then when your employee goes to court the courts will force you to to pay up for those mistakes yeah. that you had not done and it happens so many times when you see people yeah. up and up pay their employees yeah. you, you go to court someone has worked you worked with you for 10 years you have been underpaying them and you're told mm. pay, uh, up. pay up for the 10 pay years up. you yeah. have underpaid this guy pay so up. ensure even minimum wages you give give what is required yeah. of you by the law yeah speak to those lawyers consult with the employment act please please yeah, please give us a yeah. call you know <laughs> uh, it's important a lot of times people think that um, lawyers are liars lawyers just eat your money no 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 we understand the law and we're there to help um, help you and protect you both parties actually if we're talking about contracts we're there to protect the employer and the employee right you know yeah. so that you're you're not giving away what you shouldn't give away and you're not receiving less than what you should get mm. you know so mm. it's just to get a balance just to get a balance in there daniel go ahead the one thing i think we haven't discussed probably two minutes three minutes is termination because uh oh my you, goodness termination you, yes when you get employed 
there is a possibility that you will get fired yes. you will get greener pastures you will yes. want to move and probably you we could have a minute or two to just discuss that well daniel you're the elrc court proficient here yes yeah, so. So i was looking Go. to him because i thought <laughs> non contentious way of leaving employment you know standard one month notice <laughs> one three month, month notice. notice depending on the organization you're working for or your rank sometimes they require you to give three months notice yeah that's the non contentious way then we leave the contentious to, to daniel, daniel. <laughs> when it comes to employers employees separating basics just ensure that you have done your part as an employee or as an employer if the contract requires you to give um, a month's notice please give a month's notice as the employer if or as the employee most of the um, most of the contracts will tell you it's either notice or payment in lieu of notice mm. as hazel has said yeah. depending on your position in the company it may be from anything from one month to 12 months yeah. depending again uh, on the company and the corporate structure and so on and so forth if it happens that there is a problem there's a disciplinary case for the employee the employer is required to ensure that all the disciplinary processes are followed if the employee needs to be put on a PIP which is a performance improvement plan please do that before you fire the employee so that mm. The, and the idea is to give the employee an opportunity to improve themselves yeah, rectify their mistakes rectify their mistakes and yeah. see whether they can become better employees if your human resource uh, manuals require that a disciplinary committee is set up yeah. to listen to any grievances or any charges that may have been uh, uh, placed as against the employee then such a committee should be set up the, empl- the employee should be invited and as the law says if they need to come with a representative let them come with a representative of their choice um let them be heard if there is a an appeal process let them go through the appeal process because as an employer if you do not do that i can assure you you will pay damages to the employee for just not you may have the employee may have done something that is totally wrong mm. but if you do not follow because there are two things when it comes to disciplining there is a procedural aspect and there is a substantive aspect yes if you do not follow the procedure even if the employee was wrong yes it's highly likely you will pay you'll pay so make ensure the law is on your side and you have followed both this substantive and the procedural requirements for you to fire an employee and let's not forget the ELRC loves employees it's loves on the it leans heavily 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 on the employees heavily yeah. on the employees mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let me wear my hr hat yeah there are few fundamental things you need to negotiate as an employee when you're getting into a new engagement with an employer so first things first be very clear about what you want yeah you know um just be open about it be transparent about it mm. you know your needs you know your you know you and know nobody your knows your needs apart from yourself yeah be, yeah be very clear about what you want because only you know yeah. what 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 your requirements are what your needs are what what your responsibilities look like so yeah. just be very clear with your potential employer about this and this are your needs mm. yeah um negotiate 
your salary as much as possible. I realize um, from a HR point of view, it's much easier to negotiate your remuneration at the point of, you know, just before you begin your engagement mm. as opposed to once you're already you're in inside. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's much, much easier to negotiate at that point. Yeah. And even as you're negotiating, you have to justify, you know, if you have to itemize it on a piece of paper, you have mm. to justify what you are looking for yeah. because you can't be, you also need to have realistic ex- expectations of your employer. Yeah. yeah. And then just, you know, research your industry. Just, you know, find out what other people on your level in other organizations in the same industry are earning, you know, um, what are their perks, what are their benefits, how do their working hours look like. So just have all that information in mind. And then also read the Employment Act. Mm. You know, it's it's not just for lawyers. Yes. You know, we, we are all employable, mm. if I may say. You know, the different kind of contracts, we are all employable. Yeah. So just... You know, if you can read the act entirely, you know, you can come to GVA, we can interpret a few things for you that yeah. are a bit unclear. But just just have that information with you when when you're discussing your terms with, with a potential employer. Yeah. Yeah. We're both we're all employees and or employers. Yeah. I yeah. think everybody, every everybody single person is, is an yeah. employee yeah. or an employer. So the yeah. the statutes they are all for us, you yeah. know. And it's not just the Employment Act. You have the um, Occupational Health and Safety, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Act. You have other statutes, yeah. you know, Work Injury Benefit Acts, especially mm-hmm. for guys who work in, you know, manufacturing, industries, the factories, yeah. the industries. Yeah. So just have have some information with yeah. you, yeah. yeah, if you can. You know, information is easily available. Information is key. Information is power. There you go, guys. GVALawFirm.com. Please hit up our website. Uh, you can also come and talk to us at on Twitter, Gekara Vadgama, at Gekara Vadgama. You can tweet me directly. I am your host. My name is Andrew Njenga. You can tweet me at Andrew Njenga. You can go to our email, info at GVALawFirm.com. I just want to say one massive massive thank you to my panelists Miss Hazel Lacoth, Mr. Daniel Lodiambo. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to us, talk to us, encourage people, um, employers, employees. I hope you enjoy this podcast and we will see you guys next time. Paherini. <laughs> <laughs>